One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Welcome to The World in 10, your daily roundup of the biggest stories from across the world as seen through the eyes of the Times of London. I'm Alex Dibble. And I'm Sonal Patel. Military personnel in Israel are so incensed they're going on strike. After Tom Hardy played him in a movie, one of Britain's most notorious prisoners is back in the news. And Australia and New Zealand set their stall out against world football's governing body. All that and more in the next 10 minutes. This has been a recurring sound in Israel for the last eight weeks. The latest mass-scale protest happened on Saturday night and involved 250,000 demonstrators. And what they're demonstrating against is plans by the Prime Minister to completely overhaul the justice system. Yeah, it's no mean feat and massively significant. Benjamin Netanyahu wants to tighten political control over judicial appointments, so limiting, in essence, the power of the courts, allowing the government to pass laws without as much resistance. So, for example, it won't be able to say any laws passed by the Knesset or the Israeli parliament is or are unconstitutional. And that's what worries people. Here's Benjamin Netanyahu speaking about the protests. He says the freedom of demonstrations isn't a license for anarchy and that violence won't be tolerated. But the problem that Benjamin Netanyahu has has just got bigger. And this is where the story has really moved on. The military, members of the military, are now refusing to work. Um, Anshul Pfeffer is uh, the journalist who's been covering this story for the Times in Jerusalem. And he has spoken off the record, he's had off the record conversations with members of the Israeli Air Force. The people I was speaking to on condition of anonymity uh, are officers in a certain elite unit which we can't identify. In that unit, people are talking about their WhatsApp groups really on fire with dozens or even hundreds of soldiers and officers saying that they, they don't think that they can come to the reserve due to the next training exercise and so on. And obviously there are those who are also arguing against them and saying, as soldiers, as officers, we have a duty to turn up. But this is very much the atmosphere throughout a very wide swathe of the reserve of the Israeli military. And remember, the Israeli military is very much based on its reserves, on these officers and soldiers who turn up. So this is really something that's happening 
throughout the Israeli military. And the government consists of a right-wing coalition, and that's showing no signs at all of backing down. Mm. But I suppose what the strike by the military does is that it makes very clear to the government that if they want to reform the court system, the judiciary in this way, there isn't just going to be a political cost, a very significant one, there is also going to be a significant effect on the country's own military. In other significant military developments today, China has announced that it will increase its defence budget by 7.2%. Now, this is despite its economy last year only growing by 3%. So the question is, why such a big increase in defence spending? What is China planning? So the outgoing premiers urged the government to comprehensively strengthen training in preparation for a war. Those are his words. As far as rhetoric goes, it's not really that surprising a thing for for the Chinese to say. What is worrying, though, is the fear that China will attack Taiwan to reclaim it. Mm. Uh, The Times Beijing correspondent Didi Tang has written this article on the Times app now, and she believes that China isn't actually planning to start a war, but she told me earlier that war could still happen anyway. There are a lot of you know military movements in the Taiwan Strait, you know, by both the Chinese and the American sides. So what if something just you know goes wrong because of you know lack of communications or you know misunderstanding something should happen, right? And then you know both sides you know should feel compelled to respond, and if that's going to make a situation worse. What if the politicians in Washington and Beijing, they don't know how to manage those tensions and conflicts? Can things go wrong? Maybe, you know, it's likely. Maybe just because of this uncertainty, Beijing wants to be prepared. As a percentage of GDP, China's defence budget isn't actually that big. It's only 1.7%, which is low on the global scale. Our next story concerns a man called Charles Bronson. Now, we've got to be clear, we're not talking about the American actor, Charles Bronson, but another man called Charles Bronson, who is actually one of Britain's most notorious prisoners. Yeah, there have been several documentaries about him. Tom Hardy even played him in a movie. Prison was brilliant. I loved it. He was sentenced back in 1974, aged 22, to seven years in prison for armed robbery. So you'd expect, somewhat reasonably, that he'd be a free man now. So 1974 was what, 50 years ago or something like that? 50 years ago. Abba were big. Okay, so the question is, as you say, why, if he was sentenced to seven years, 50 years ago, is he still in jail? And I know you've been sort of looking into this a little bit more. Yeah, um, Charles Bronson has a reputation for violence uh, against prison staff and other inmates too. Um, He's been in prison for, what, 50 years? Um, And he's admitted openly that he regrets moving prisons because he missed a notorious riot in one of the UK's biggest prisons. And back in 1994, he held a librarian hostage for a ransom of a cup of tea, a rubber doll and a helicopter. Um, And that sort of speaks to the man he is or was, if we're to believe he's changed. Mm. And I suppose that's what the parole 
board have to decide, isn't it? Has he changed? Is he safe to be released? And uh, they're going to be deciding that this week. The hearing, we believe, will be ending on Wednesday. We're just a few months away from the Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand who are hosting. Lots of late nights for us on this (laughs) side of the world, but it will be worth it. And a few months ago, um, you'll remember there was controversy over, well, I guess rumours that Visit Saudi would be the lead sponsors. Um, And New Zealand and Australia say the Saudis' record on women and gay rights leave a lot to be desired. Same-sex relationships are illegal and there are heavy restrictions on the rights of women. Yes, indeed. And the story has moved on because the footballing authorities in Australia and New Zealand have now told FIFA explicitly that they do not want Visit Saudi or indeed any other group to be the sponsor. Now, they say they've spoken to their governments, they've spoken to all the stakeholders, and it is the sort of unanimous feeling amongst everybody that this shouldn't happen. Now, the Times chief sports reporter, Martin Ziegler, um, has written a piece on this. You can read it now on the Times website. He believes that FIFA will actually probably back down on this, which for FIFA, he says, would be very unusual. I think that they won't be able to do anything Saudi-related or certainly not anything overtly Saudi-related. It will cost them too much in their reputations that actually there will be little point in it. Even though that you know FIFA wants to keep Saudi Arabia on side, they're hosting the Club World Cup later this year, they're sort of an important ally of Gianni Infantino, the FIFA president. I think um, they'll be sort of making a rod for their own back if they pursue this. Yeah, so watch this space because the women's game is exploding in popularity. I've come down to the 11th floor. Joining me now is Sam Masters from the Foreign Desk. Uh, Sam, what have you got planned? Well, Charles Bremner in Paris has got quite a good story, which is a bit of a talker about a private member's bill, which is backed by President Macron, uh, which seeks to give family courts the power to limit what parents can post about their children. Um, This is part of the kind of sharenting, and where where, where does that step over the line into bullying and even worse, abuse? There's one quite telling statistic in it, that um, by the age of 13, most French children, have uh, their images have been posted online 1,300 times, and of course some of them don't have any control over it. So it's a test balloon from Paris and uh, to see what the reaction is. That's it for The World in 10 today. Don't forget, if you like the journalism you're hearing on this podcast, you can take out a Times digital subscription for more. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.